Hi, I'm Tom Brooks, Professor of Law and Government, and welcome to the Tom Brooks Podcast. In this episode, the beginning of 2023, what I wanted to do is look ahead over the year for uh, how Keir Starmer and the UK's Labour Party can find success. Now, I've had the great privilege and honour of getting to, to meet and to get to know uh, Keir and many on the Shadow Cabinet team. And this is a five-point plan that I've put together that I think can lead to uh, success for him, for the party, and I think for the country. A new year brings new opportunities, and the next 12 months will be critical to preparing labor for the next general election, which I know uh, Keir and his team know so well. While not expected until perhaps 2024 or so, nothing can certainly be ruled out politically after what we've seen over the last year, three different prime ministers, seemingly a new one, every few months. The conservatives just, uh, uh, it, it's like uh, play, it's some kind of game of uh, pass the parcel where the music plays and they got to hand the role to the next person sat around the, uh, the cabinet table and then, then again does somebody else just kind of handing the keys to the next person. Well, it's been a complete mess and we can't rule anything out for what might happen next. Polling has shown a comfortable lead in the midst of all this chaos in the background and that's no doubt raised morale for Labour Party supporters. However, enormous discipline, determination and old-fashioned hard graft has helped make this possible, but the continuing lead is not an inevitability. Just because one's ahead in the polls today doesn't mean that they'll be ahead tomorrow. Conservatives will not give up on power easily. You can take my word for that. And polls typically narrow the closer we get to polling day anyway. You know, electoral victory is not going to be something that is just going to given to uh, one party or the other. It's one that has to be won, has to be earned. And so here's my five-point plan for how Labour can be election-ready in 2023. First, Keir Starmer should frame his political strategy in terms of pre- and post-COVID. While no fan of the politics of Reagan, there is a lesson to learn in Ronald Reagan's first election campaign to the White House. His election message was simple. It was around the question, are you better off than you were four years ago? Of course, American elections are every four years and there are every five or so here. This message of are you better off than you were, say, last election, resonated. It resonated sharply, winning him cross-party support, the so-called Reagan Democrats, uh, not just members of his own Republican Party, cross-party support, and the presidency. This message was echoed 12 years later by Bill Clinton in his first presidential run based around a focus on, it's the economy, stupid. In both cases, voters were worse off than they had been before. And what Reagan and Clinton, from the right and from the left, offered was hope. Hope for a better future. Hope to turn things around. Hope to make things better for people who were worse off. Labor, in my view, must do the same. 
we should put front and center the question of whether the public thinks it is better off than it was at the last election, because it's clear that they don't. <laughs> On virtually every policy area, even crime, immigration, and the economy, and much, much else, the public have turned on the Tories, and it's no wonder why either. Over 7 million people waiting now for hospital treatment, energy prices at record highs, food banks used more than ever. We've gone from having no small boats recorded in the channel before 2018 to over 40,000 last year. Home Secretary calls it an invasion, all this kind of stuff. Even the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, admitted the year ahead will be grim. In his New Year message, a clear sign the problems won't disappear anytime soon. Some will argue that we should argue again about Brexit. I was someone who was involved very much in many lengthy and uh, frequent uh, debates over Brexit. There's no doubt that Boris Johnson's badly drawn and rushed Brexit deal has made things worse on several fronts. There's no turning back the clock. We can't just kind of go back and, and uh, reset anything. You know, the, Brexit has happened. Nor should we want a return to the endless debates over the technical arguments over future hypothetical scenarios either. You know where there was often a lot more uh, wind uh, than light, to put it to put it mildly. Getting Brexit done was a popular slogan, because the public wanted debates over it done with. Uh, so I always thought they wanted to get talk of Brexit done. We can see the areas where a better deal can and should be made on Brexit, and it, it is right that we devote our energies to making a deal that works, taking our time, being attentive to detail, and getting it sorted in a way, in a thorough way, that the government had failed to do. Moreover, the worst of the pandemic is behind us, and yet the world is moving on. However, Britain has not. Our economy is now actually smaller than any other country in the G7. After 12 years of conservatives holding the levers of power, the public is worse off and they feel worse off. They know it. This should be a message sent in every interview, comment, and media appearance. People are not better off than they were last election. They want better. And, they, and, and the Labour Party needs to provide that reassurance better times um, are ahead. This can be sorted. And I'd focus again on this first point, framing the strategy around pre and post COVID. Are you better off than you were before COVID hit? Because most of the G7 has now developed themselves, their, their economies to be the same or better than pre COVID, but Britain has not. And that is, I think, a crucial dividing line, not uh, endless debates around um, EU matters. Secondly, Keir Starmer must remain relentlessly optimistic about his vision for Britain's future. We need to talk less about where Sunak's government is going wrong 
and far more about what a labor government might put right. There are countless facts or statistics to draw from in how the Tories have let us all down on the economy, education, health, crime, and much more, even keeping our waterways and beaches clean. Pick an issue and there's facts to show how the conservative record has been a record of failure. And you see this, of course, in the prime minister claiming, as he did just yesterday, that he doesn't want to be held to account on anything that happened in the past over the last 12 plus years. doesn't want to be considered on any of that. No, no, no. He wants to focus instead on what he calls five new pledges, kind of different things looking towards the future. He doesn't want to run on his a long record of failure in the past. He wants to look towards some vague reassurances toward the future. We've got no shortage of things to point out that have gone wrong with the government. Hence, the government is running away from it. But what we need to do is spell out what is better, what labor can do better and uh, transform this country. Labor must spell this out in primary colors. And in my view, quite literally, a new red, white, and blue logo, a new dividing line between Tory financial mismanagement and waste with worse times for all to just be endured versus a labor future that's worth looking forward to. We must always make clear that we want better for Britain and that we tire of the Tories holding us all back and holding our country back. It was enormously pleasing for me to see that this is exactly how Starmer has started his new year. In a speech this morning, he says, I believe in our country. I believe in our businesses. I believe in our people. I believe in our spirit, in the ambition they have for themselves and their community. But they lack a government which shares this ambition. And, I think just as importantly, their hope for a better future. This must be communicated so often that voters can recite it in their sleep. Labour's belief in the ambition of Britain, whose potential we will unlock, is a welcome antidote to the politics of austerity and just trying to scrape by that we've seen under the Conservatives. Thirdly, my th the third point of my five-point plan, Labour needs to claim the agenda more aggressively. We see this in reports of the leadership keeping note of the impact of his team promoting its message. This broadly sounds right. It is essential that we get Britain talking about labor in power and how, to remember that wonderful phrase from Keir Starmer's campaign uh, uh, team's uh, slogan, another future is possible. It was the excitement around the better future possible under labor that drew so many to supporting Keir Starmer for leader when I worked on his leadership campaign. And we should turn on the taps of this agenda-changing optimism much, much more. If Starmer's labor does win the next election, driving the agenda will be crucial to its early success. It's undoubtedly far more difficult to do this in, uh, in opposition. But a large poll lead helps boost visibility and ensures more take serious notice. Every week should bring new key announcements for how Labour will lead Britain to a brighter future and should continue 
when labor comes into government. We're seeing elements of this now. So this morning, Keir Starmer said that there were going to be rolling announcements about things laying out the uh, labor's offer to the British public, which I think is hugely exciting. And it started this kind of big bang of this take control bill of uh, devolving power uh, to communities. This is exactly the kind of thing that the Labour Party needs to do, not just highlighting where the Tories have gone wrong. There's a very long list. We, we've heard lots about it. And, and there's endless things to say about it. But we're not going to win because the other side is terrible. We're going to win the election because we've got something worthwhile. We've got something worth having because it's something we can earn. The take back control bill is one huge part of it. Rolling announcements, hopefully, I, I hope every week, will be another part of this, trying to reclaim this agenda. Because trying to keep that agenda and keep things on the table and getting notice, getting attention, is going to be something that a Labour Party is going to have to do in government if we win. And it's something, it's a skill we need to hone and sharpen um, much more uh, right now. This year is the year to do it. The fourth of my five-point plan is this. Labor should champion the values of competence with uh, uh, compassion. After three prime ministers in 2022 and frequent U-turns U-turns and derailment, even tanking the economy, Starmer must continue to exude the sense of leading a steady ship fit for the high seas in any weather. No more chaos and confusion like we've seen since 2019. And it wouldn't hurt to, hurt to mock that 2015 tweet by David Cameron about the choice being him or chaos and confusion um, under, under labor. No, no, this is a, you know, we need to make this choice about having competence with compassion under a labor uh, government versus the chaos and confusion we've seen for 12 plus years under the conservatives. This should be forged through championing key policies all in line with Labour's current positioning. On the economy, Labour should close loopholes like tax breaks for public schools or non-DOM status using this money to support priorities like education and health, as we've already seen. We must make tackling fraud a key plank of our criminal justice policy. Fraud is one of the most prevalent crimes impacting more than half of us in Britain and impacting us not only economically, and yet, fraud is one of the least successfully prosecuted crimes as well. Much of it isn't even touched. We need to do something about that. It's also worth reminding voters that the Prime Minister very happily wrote off over one billion pounds of fraud while Britain became, according to the Daily Mail of all places, the global capital for fraud. That is a true record of shame that we should draw attention to and have a plan for getting things better. And in future podcasts, I'm going to spell out my uh, plans for dealing with things like this, how to tackle fraud better and other areas as well. On immigration, an area um, people will know my thoughts on very much. Uh, there is much to do, as I've said before, in challenging a government without any credibility on the, on the issue. It promised lower migration uh, since 2010, but has delivered continuously record high net migration. Uh, it is said that it was going to be tough on our borders, yet we've seen the lowest ever uh, deportations um, uh, in, in modern times under, under the last uh, 12 years. 
There was not a single recorded small boat crossing prior to 2018. Yet, there are over 40,000 people made the journey across um, this past year. Lots of tough talk uh, from the conservatives uh, on immigration. Lots of promises made. But every promise is a promise broken. Indeed, if the Tories are so worried about border control, they will be horrified when they take a close look at who the heck was in power over the last decade. Uh, answer them. Finally, the fifth of my five-point plan. There can be no mistakes. The serious possibility of a labor government in the next year or two has understandably increased scrutiny of labor policies and, and labor plans. In highlighting the flaws of the government, they and their media friends will gleefully point out anything similar with our vision and plans. Labor must ensure no own goals, as this will damage us more than it will actually damage the government. The clear discipline and focus we've seen from Stammer and his team are exactly right, and it must be maintained, or there will be a high price to pay. Nothing is a given or can be taken for granted, and we've certainly seen that over the last year. 2023 is a massive opportunity for Keir Stammer to cement Labour's position as a true government-in-waiting, as Stammer's speech today set out. My five-point plan is completely consistent with that speech and his thoughts um, in the, since he became leader of the party. It's a strategy for achieving his vision for our party, that is, as a party of government. But it will be challenging, and the Tories will not make it easy. I know our members are up for it. This effort and the potential rewards for a country that has never needed a labor government more than it does now cannot be more worthwhile, and with this strategy, a labor government might become more possible. Thank you so much for listening to the Tom Brooks Podcast. This is Tom Brooks.